but moments that matter. Moments that matter. Moments that matter. On today's episode of Moments That Matter, we're talking to Pearl Chan, who is the CEO and founder of Resparkle. And we're talking to Pearl with a specific focus on Earth Day, which is coming up on the 22nd of April, with the additional focus of Earth Day's theme for this year, which is which is Restore Our Earth. And across the course of this conversation, I hope you get an understanding of not only the importance of Resparkle's place in trying to create a more eco-friendly environment with the products that we use day to day, but also a sense for yourself of how you can contribute to the collective efforts that we all should have towards restoring our earth and ensuring that we leave the environment in a better place for the generations which follow. So thank you again for joining us today and I hope you enjoy this conversation with Pearl Chan. Okay, Pearl, thanks for joining me this morning. Can you just start by providing a brief rundown of your career to date and perhaps touch a little more broadly on how you came to start Resparkle as a business? Yeah, hi, Darren. Thanks for having me today. Well, I think if I really had to look back, Resparkle really started actually immediately after what 9-11. That was a while ago. Um, I think that was when, uh, at the time, I was working in banking. So I was, you know, straight out of school, doing well in the finance sector, in investments. And so when 9-11 happened, I found myself sitting in the boardroom uh, having this big meeting. And I, I saw myself there and I asked myself, if a plane comes through the window that very morning, would I be happy with the life that I was leading? And, and unfortunately, the answer was a big no. And, and I was 29 years old then. So that was when I really started questioning about, you know, where, where I see myself in the next five to 10 years. And I knew for certain I wanted to live I wanted to live a life with more purpose. I wanted to, you know, create something that would have a positive impact and, and maybe even leave a legacy. So that was really when it, the seed was planted and I, I, it was a long journey. I was like looking into different, you know, products that people use every day and, and I came across cleaning. And I, when I, at that time I realized cleaning was just full of really horrible chemicals. Um, it's really not good, you know, it's not something that you want to bring, you know, into your family, into your home. And it was quite shocking for me at that time because it's it's not a regulated. Uh, you think that the governments would regulate the amount of chemicals that um, manufacturers can use, but it's not. So long story short, I decided that cleaning was something that I could disrupt, an industry I could disrupt. And one very important part that I was looking to disrupt at that time was when I discovered that when it comes to cleaning products or even hand wash or body wash, it's 80% water and only 20% actual cleaning agents. And and at that time, you know, it didn't make sense to me. You know, we have we have we are fortunate to be living in a country where you have clean water coming out of our taps. Um, so I didn't see why we needed to transport all that water. So that was when I started to um, well, I set my sights in the cleaning um, industry and and I started to innovate. Um, in reducing the packaging, formulating something that's 100% natural. And, you know, cleaning is something that everybody does. Well, everybody has to do. It's, it's, you can't avoid it. So that's where I think the, I, I feel like I could make a, a difference and an impact. How much research, I mean, how did you come across the cleaning industry as the area that you wanted to get into? Was it a matter of you looking around different industries and saying, as you said, where, where can I sort of disrupt this industry and make an impact environmentally? Or was your sites focused on cleaning right from the word go? Well, not really. Well, I think what, what, 
what what led me to cleaning was the fact that I hated cleaning. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, if I if, if I remember correctly, um, I was actually cleaning the bathroom and I really hated the smell of the chemicals and I was, you know, choking. I've got very sensitive nose. Um, I've always been asthmatic as a child. I had, you know, really bad skin problems. Um, so cleaning was a real pain for me, like literally. So when I was cleaning the toilet at that time, I was like, oh, you know, what, why, why is it so bad? Why am I, why is my eye tearing? Why is it causing me so much pain? So that's when I, when I started to do my research, you know, what exactly is in a cleaning product. At, obviously at the time I was, you know, I was just buying any, the, the cheapest cleaner you can find at, at Kohl's or Woolworths. So that was when I started discovering how bad the chemicals were. I was really shocked that, you know, I was exposing myself to that. And, and it all makes sense. You know, I, I come from, well, I was born and raised in Singapore and you know, Singapore is green, clean city. So you're practically cleaning. It's like chlorine, everything, you bleach everything. So that really explained why I had so much health issues, you know, growing up as a child. And and funny enough, when I founded Sparkle, all of these problems went away. I, I didn't have sinuses, my eczema, never flared up anymore. So it was, you know, it was a cleaning chemicals that was really triggering what was happening on my body. And that would be a massive difference, wouldn't it, between Australia and Singapore would be the regulation of things like cleaning products uh, and, and, you know, a, a lot of things that we use day to day that aren't as regulated. So it does become much more of a consumer choice in Australia, doesn't it, about how you go That's about it. protecting the environment with your choices that you make? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think if people would just focus on, you know, if you, you want to get something clean, you need harsh chemicals, but it's really not true. You know, my formulation, my number one criteria when it comes to all my formulation that it has to work. Ultimately, um, you know, you have your eco-credentials, it's clean, you can save the planet, but ultimately people are looking for something that can clean their home. So I had really high standard. I, I mean, my mom, she's, she's like a clean freak. <laughs> so <laughs> when she comes to my home, the first thing she does is to ask for my mop or my vacuum cleaner. She wants to clean. So I had really high standard when it comes to, um, you know, cleaning performance. Um, and, and it was a struggle trying to really formulate something that was both affordable, eco-friendly and work. But um, it was a long journey. It was a, a two-year journey to really get to that point where I was happy with the formulation, the ingredients, the performance. In terms of, I mean, looking at it from the cleaning point of view, because when I first started the research, what Resparkle does, it certainly didn't surprise me that you moved into the environmental area in terms of trying to get rid of some of the harmful chemicals which we've touched on. But another, and, and maybe even a, a, as big a part, if not a bigger part of Resparkle, is actually the elimination of plastic from your cleaning products. I mean, talk us a little bit through some of the data behind the amount of plastic that's used within cleaning products and how you've combated that uh, through your use of the sachets that Resparkle use. I think that's just, you know, a, a general awareness that people know that plastic is bad news, um, but the focus a lot is plastic waste. So, you know, plastic pollution, which is really bad news. I mean, it's like in, I think worldwide, only 9% of uh, all plastics are recycled. In Australia, it's a little bit better. I think it's 18%, but that also means that the majority of the plastic that you're putting in a recycle bin don't get recycled. So recycling our way out of the plastic pollution problem is not is not the solution. But what a lot of people don't really know is that um, the whole plastic economy is actually the second largest accelerator to climate change for the simple fact that plastics actually made of fossil fuels or petrochemicals. So plastic and climate change are actually the two sides of the same coin. 
So by, by eliminating plastic waste from your cleaning routine and in and other areas of your life, not only are you helping with the plastic pollution problem, you're also helping uh, with the, the climate change problem or reversing climate change. For Resparkle, it was it was kind of like a natural progression. You know, before I, I mentioned that 90% of cleaning products are made of water and 10% um, actual cleaning agent. So at Resparkle at this point now, we don't have, we don't, we don't use water. So our, our products are powder form. By taking water out of the equation, you take the need for plastic out of the equation. So our powder concentrates are just 10 grams. It's really, really um, a small amount to make a 500 ml bottle of uh, cleaning product or, or hand wash. So the powder is packed in um, home compostable um, sachets. So home compostable is actually made from um, corn. So it's not made from plastic. So what, what we are really trying to do is not just eliminate um, plastic waste. We're trying to avoid making plastic altogether. Yeah, so that's 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 where Resparkle is, and our goal and our vision is actually to stop the production of two million pieces of plastic from being produced in the first place, or even going to the landfill. And we also have our our social initiative is for every plastic that we we save from being produced, we'll plant a tree in Australia. Oh, and and you're planting the trees uh, yourself through through uh, a program that you've started. Um, no, uh, we are working with One Tree Planted. So they have um, they, they have presence in Australia and they are targeting um, areas that were destroyed by the bushfire in two years ago, 2019. So they're trying to reforest that part of Australia that, you know, it's been burned down. So that's where that's where the trees we planted. But I'm not physically going to be planting the trees, although I would love to. But um, yeah, I might I might actually contact them to see whether or not I can be actively involved in that. Yes, excellent. And what have you learned about the environment and the cleaning product sector in particular across the past eight years? I mean, you've touched on some of that now, but I guess even the focus on the areas that you feel that Resparkle has already made an impact uh, on, on the environmental challenges that Australia and the world faces. Well, I think the number one lesson that I've learned through my business journey in the last eight years has been it's, it's a constantly evolving journey to keep doing better. Um, I've went through so many, so much uh, product redesign. It started off with a refill pot that was still made of plastic. And then I went on to the refill return program. So we were packing our products in um, uh, plastic pouches and people could reuse the well, we, they could send the pouches back to Resparkle for us to reuse. That was that was really challenging. I know there are quite a few brands who are doing it right now. Uh, we tried that for um, slightly more than a year, and we found that the pouches are not durable enough for you to reuse it beyond maybe three life cycle. And we had a lot of problems with you know the plastic leaking in transit. Um, and ultimately, we're still we're still transporting water, so it was still a 500 ml pack of of a cleaning product. So it was not really positive in terms of the carbon footprint that we're creating. So at that time, you know, I, I was, it was an interim solution, but I knew that it was not a long-term solution. So I was still researching into how I can do better. Um, and, and, and so happened COVID hit in 2020 and I was out of, I, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't procure uh, plastic pouches and plastic bottles. There was a huge global supply chain disruption. So I, I took the opportunity to see how we could do better. And when I, when I was doing my, my dishes, and, and you know cleaning products can come in powder form. So I questioned whether or not I could formulate something that was in powder form. So that was what I was doing during lockdown, actually, to, to research into the powder um, solution to cleaning products. So it's really a constant you know, change, and, and 
yeah, just basically step by step going towards that ultimate goal of being plastic free. And where do you do all your testing? Do you have like a home laboratory type of thing set up that you have where, you, where you're testing all these products that you're creating? I work with a chemist to come up with the formulation. That's about it, actually. When it comes to design, it's all, it's all me. Um, I, I ran an advertising in, uh, agency for five years after banking, actually. So I was really used to creative thinking and innovating and questioning why this can't be done and finding out solutions to that. So the, the whole design concept was done by me, but the formulation itself is, is done by, by a chemist because, you know, I'm not a chemist. I don't have a chemistry background. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And where do you feel like the product's at at the moment? I mean, are you comfortable with where it's at at the moment or, or do you see, you know, other phases to come where, where you're going to continually improve it? No, I think, I think, I'm, I think we have, to me, I think I've hit like the, the plateau and I'm really happy. If, uh, it's, it's like a moment in history for Resparkle. I'm happy with where we are because it, it solves so many problems, you know, um, from business-wise, it's so much easier to produce um, powder concentrates and little sachets. We have machines that, that do that. Um, it's all made in Melbourne. Um, and also from a, from a carbon footprint and postage point of view, it's so tiny. It's literally the size of a, a sugar packet. So versus, a, a, you know, a half kilo um, bottle or pouch. So I think I really can scale the brand and, and achieve rapid, hopefully rapid adoption for, for our solution. And where are you distributing at the moment? Are you distributing through, uh, through retailers that, that people can find or is it more just online at the moment that people can order? Um, we are really focusing on, on e-commerce. I think that's the way forward, especially with, you know, people are so used to shopping online now. Um, and, and, our product take a bit of education because it's so innovative. So it, it online presence gives us the opportunity to speak directly to a customer, explaining what we're about, how it works. Um, and, and we're doing really well um, online, even though we have not really done any massive um, advertising or, or, or campaign. Um, people are starting to get what, what we spark was about. And once they learn about it and they can instantly buy online. Um, and a lot of our products actually ship for free. So it's really convenient. So we have a subscription. Um, you can literally buy 12 months worth of refills and not have to worry about cleaning products for the rest of the year. So it's really convenient because it's so space friendly. So yeah, e-commerce is our main um, focus for our business. So it feels like you've gotten to the point now where you're, ha you're happy with the product that's now a matter of getting the, the promotional side of it and the marketing side of it really ramped up uh, to, to get the, the information out there. We have a few very exciting campaigns coming out to, to increase the brand awareness further. Um, and all is going to be happening online. We're working, we'll work with um, influencers, partners to really push our message out. And when you look back on your last eight years, Pearl, what, what sort of skills do you feel like you've had personally that have been most uh, advantageous to pushing this business forward? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a tough question. I don't feel like I've, I've arrived business-wise. For me, it's still, you know, trial and error in a way. I guess I've, I've, I've made so many mistakes in the last eight years that I, I would like to think that I'm a little bit wiser now. But I think the, the key is really about passion, you know, um, without passion and believing in what I'm trying to do, I would have given up long, long, long ago. Mm. Um, my, my why, my, I mean, I just became a mom to a beautiful two-year-old boy and, and, and he has really renewed my passion to do better because, you know, I, we are, what, what, what we are doing is really for our future generation. We're probably, we're talking about, you know, if we don't change now, if we don't do better now, 
the planet might not be um, suitable for, 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 for living. Um, and I would hate to think that we are responsible uh, for that, for your children. So yeah, passion is, is passion and believing in your why is the number one thing to take you through any business. And what are some simple areas? I mean, looking at, at ourselves and the way that uh, we can reduce waste in our own lives. I mean, apart from the use of cleaning products, even outside of what you're doing now, what are some areas you feel like we can reduce waste in our day-to-day lives? And I know you've got a blog section on the website uh, that covers some of those areas, but what, what areas have you sort of identified there? I think that there's so much. I think we, what what's beautiful about the time we're living right now is um, there's so many wonderful brands out there trying to do better and offering better solutions because you know people are a lot more aware um, about the problem that we are facing. So a simple Google search into anything you want to switch, you, you will find an alternative. You, if you want to switch out of, uh, a, what's that, a, a cotton earbud or um, a microfiber cloth, you would find something that is more eco-friendly. Um, so it's all about you know making that, that small effort. Just look around you, pick something, Google and find out whether or not that's a better alternative. It's all about, you know, taking that effort. So a good way to start would be um, to look at the packaging that the products that you buy uh, come in. So I would I would prefer going for um, packaging that's compostable. So that's what that's what our sachets are, they're compostable. The difference between compostable and there's confusion between compostable and biodegradable. Biodegradable just simply means it will break down. But what it breaks down into is the most important thing. So um, certain, there are biodegradable biodegradable plastics. So when it breaks down in the landfill, it becomes microplastic. And that goes back into the environment, it goes back into our food chain. So that's not good. Whereas compostable materials are made of um, corn, and corn is renewable, you know, you keep going corn or bamboo. Um, and when that goes into your compost bin, it will break down into nutrients. So it will literally break down into fertilizers. If you put it, if you bury it in the garden, it will break down into something that will feed back into the earth. So looking at what the products are packaged in uh, when you go shopping in a supermarket or anywhere else um, would be a really good first step to making a difference. Well, I think that leads in well to the actual Earth Day message. So Earth Day is coming up. That's the reason that we're we're speaking to you today in large part because we want to get an environmental message out for Earth Day, which is the 22nd of April every year. And the Earth Day message for 2021 is restore our Earth, which I think sort of covers into some of the things that we've talked about. How how do you feel like ReSparkle fits into that message uh, for, for Earth Day for 2021? I think Respark well, has always been about making changes in your everyday choices. Uh, if you think about, you know, restore our earth, it sounds like a huge, um, such a huge task, you know, but actually if you look at it, it's all about making small everyday better choices that's going to make a difference. And, you know, don't look to our governments to lead the way. Don't look, in, don't look to um, the media to, you know, do something. It's all about all of us coming together, making that one change. You know, it takes a minute to just make one one swap. So that's what Bisparkle philosophy is all about. Our, our motto is actually choose better. And choose better is all about making that small one choice. Um, and once you make that one small choice, it will lead on to other things. You know, it could be cleaning products. Cleaning products is people take for granted. You know, you wouldn't think about how cleaning a home is trashing the planet, but it actually does. 
So cleaning product is something that you, you know, it's one, one switch that you can make that will create a huge impact because the amount of plastic that you you use when it comes to cleaning is, is quite phenomenal. It's, you know, you're generating a lot of plastic just by cleaning your home. So uh, restoring the earth is all about human beings coming together to make that one choice. And I think you touched on one of the, the big challenges of the environmental movement because so many people look at this and think this is just too big for one person to make an impact on and I'll wait for the governments or I'll wait for other people to sort of take up the baton and run with it. But it is very much about collectivism, isn't it? It's about all of us making individual individual choices. And that's where I'm I'm probably fair, I'm a bit more optimistic than some people that we're going to get it right because I feel like in addition to the information slowly getting out to people, I think the the economics of the situation are changing. I mean, do you feel that same way where there's people like yourself seeing the economic opportunities uh, as well as the environmental impact opportunities that businesses like Respark will bring? And that's what's going to drive the sort of changes that we need to make uh, to restore our earth and, and to make the changes we need to make in the area of climate change. You know what? I, I'm not. I'm not perfect myself. Um, you know, I'm guilty of that occasional plastic water bottle when I'm I'm desperate for water and I forget to bring my 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 reusable bottle. But I think we have to believe that you know we we our. No, the thing is, it's not a belief actually. It's 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 actually so simple. It's just you know, not just focus on what's the next thing you can do, uh, what what is in your home that you can swap out of. And there are 23 million people out there. If one person swap out of a uh, uh, plastic home, uh, plastic um, hand wash dispenser, for example, that is saving, for my calculation, I think it's 192 million plastic bottles, hand wash bottles from the landfill every year. So collectively, we're going to save 192 million um, plastic bottles, and that's a lot. Even though just one person make that choice. It's, it's, you know, it's, yeah, like I said, you know, you can't, you can't rely on other people and, and wait for something to happen. You know, you can take control. You can't control what's happening around you, but you can control what's happening in your home. You can control your next consumption choice. And what do you see the, the future of Resparkle? I know your target is to get into 10,000 Australian homes cleaning with your products. What what do you think next? I mean, are you going to say, well, let's go to 20,000 homes or, or are you looking to maybe move into other areas? So cleaning is just one area. So now that we have um, uh, formulated our cleaning products in the powder format, just so much more possibilities out there. Uh, we are working on um, other other segments, so like skincare, personal care. There's so much potential in just taking water out of the equation and formulating something that 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 is in powder form or, or solid form where we don't need plastic. So yeah, I think the next the next step for us is really um, looking at other, where where else can we change, where else can we do better um, with this with the same waterless concept, so that we can pack them in you know compostable sachets and you know yeah. Well, it's an exciting thing. I mean, do you sort of have <laughs> sessions where you you're brainstorming and say look what else can we use powder for i mean how sort of far out are you looking at some of these at some of these products that you that where you could just go the powder form and you're taking the water out of the equation in powder form you could you could so for example um a facial cleanser you just need a small amount of powder put it put it you know put it in your hands put some water in it it will get really really soapy and it feels like like your your usual um, liquid facial cleanser and it works really well. The beauty about powder is that it's actually a super concentrated 
version of that ingredient. So the the powder concentrate is just like your uh, when you dehydrate um, an orange, you get the essence of it, the, the real parts that that is nutritious. So it's the same concept when it comes to um, cleaning agents. So the powder format is so concentrated that it will deliver the same effectiveness or even better for that small amount of powder. And all you need is your own tap water to activate it into a cleaning product, a facial wash, a body wash, or maybe even a shampoo. We look forward to seeing where Resparkle goes from here, and I'm sure there's going to be other areas that you're moving into. But final thing, Pearl, just talk us through how do we find Resparkle on the internet and what's the best way to order some of your products? Well, the best way is to come online. Our um, our website is resparkle.com.au, um, or you can just Google Resparkle and, and you'll find, you know, you, you read the reviews as well. Um, the reviews for our products has been really good. So, you know, you, you can shop with confidence that um, not only is eco-friendly, it, it also delivers what you expect a cleaning product to deliver. So I hope you enjoyed that story today from Pearl about the development that she's undertaken with Resparkle. And no doubt, like me, you'll be intrigued to see what she's able to come up with next as her line of products no doubt expands in the coming years. But hopefully you also picked up on some of the personal lessons from Pearl's journey, particularly around the passion that it takes to put something like this together. And if we can just get a fraction of the passion and the enthusiasm that Pearl has within her vision for Resparkle and apply that to our own lives and how we look at our own environmental footprint, then I think we can genuinely start to make the changes necessary to restore our earth and really live the messages that Earth Day is trying to impart, not only in 2021, but every year on the 22nd of April. So once again, I thank you for your time today and I look forward to joining you again with some more interesting conversations on our Moments That Matter platform very soon. <music>